0: podcast with Harpreet Pandeir. Har Podcast, Harpreet
1: Hanji, good evening everybody, because we're recording in the evening. You're joined by Harpreet and Jagraj. We're bringing you the her podcast again. I'm on after, uh, an, uh, I guess, three episode absence. Thanks for filling in, Jagraj. Tonight, we're recording with the old producer, the co-founder of the Harp podcast. So let me just do a little backstory here. This young man came up with this idea. We were sitting in an establishment in April of 2021. And he said, Harp, let's do this podcast. I'm like, let's do it. I don't know anything about the tech side of it. He's like, don't worry, I'll take care of that. You just commit. I just need your commitment and we stayed committed and we had a good almost a year and then we had a bit of a hiatus and then we came back and we pumped it up and we came back for about a month and a half and then we went into hiatus again (laughs) anyways we'll get into that Raja welcome to your little baby
2: welcome I know thank you so much feels good to be a guest on the on the heart podcast Uh, I never thought I would say that but uh, Gianu as well welcome to the show man and uh, from what i've heard since you guys have relaunched it's sounding good looking good on social media and everything so keep going guys
0: yeah obviously uh, i can't replace you you're you're one of one with the show you came up with the idea but you know i try my best to carry the legacy of yours on the podcast forward so it's been it's been fun doing it so far obviously adding experience to the resume but we're glad to have you here today yeah happy
2: to be here and uh, happy thank you guys for having me
0: so, you know, all jokes aside, you were busy.
1: You had a, a lot of uh, stuff happen to you. You know, let's just back up to since the start of the podcast and kind of the end of the podcast. I know the reasons why. Maybe there's more, but, you know, the, the floor is yours. What
2: happened? Yeah, just life, man. Uh, I think when we first started launching, I was uh, still in a different job and then uh later on a few months probably or about a year as you mentioned after we had launched the podcast i'd gotten into a new role um taking that up basically full-time and that's really where most of my hours went and you know to be dedicated to a podcast uh with with the uh, harp you yourself you know it's you know it's long hours sometimes editing recording and all that kind of stuff uh so it was just t- tough to find time but uh um, and then you know, as you guys know, what happened with me this summer as well, just got married, so uh, lots going on. Uh, that was uh, that kept me away from the show for a little bit. Congratulations again, know, congratulations. Know. How was married life so far? So good. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get her to watch a little bit more Canucks with me. She still doesn't understand that there's that many games on on Sundays. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we're slowly getting there. Are you talking about hockey or football? You said Sundays. Sundays for, for, for football because I'll be like, uh, you know, we'll be watching a game and then it'll end and she'll be like, okay, let And I was like, next game. <laughs> a one
1: o'clock game
2: already.
1: No, no, it's a Exactly. And yeah.
2: So, you know, Exactly. And then. You know, so but you know, jokes aside, everything else is going going so far so good. Uh, it's a transition, obviously, but enjoying it very much.
1: Oh, that's awesome, and uh, congratulations to you and Simon, and uh, to uh, your entire family. I, I, it's it's weird. Like this is season what for you with uh, hockey nine in Canada? Punjabi?
2: it flies by, man. This is your your seven for me. And uh, who would have thought, Harp? When you know when we first started, or when I first came on the show, uh who would have thought that I would even make it to seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was talking to you guys when I was a rookie and um, you guys were talking about year in year four, year five. And now uh, me being on year seven absolutely is mind boggling to me. Uh, and, you know, just to see the show grow in those years um, has been tremendous as well.
1: Year seven. So this, this guy, the first time I meet him, Jagraj, we have a team meeting. So it would have been, this is season 10 for me. So uh, it would have been the meeting for, my fourth year uh as well as randeep's fourth year Thakdeer and gopi they're, they're a year after us. So I I guess uh you came up Bapinder and uh Harnrheiner still there and this guy is decked out in a full-on suit. And I just I just looked over, I was like, oh shit. Competition yeah <laughs> competition again <laughs> <laughs> fresh I to-
2: Yeah, you know what's funny? Like I I remember actually being at VTIT that day and you know, just a backstory for, for when I got hired, Bupinder Handel, like the legend, he's the one who hired me, right? And he he said that, um, just a simple line on, on email saying, call me, and the email was his number and I just called him not knowing what the hell it was going to be about, uh, you know? And then he's like, okay, cool. This is the opportunity we have and we'll let you know how it goes. Never heard back for a month. <laughs> and then I'm at BCIT, um, and I get a random call, and I think I will, we were shooting the BCT Meg show, right? So I was already in a suit, probably reporting or whatever. And uh, I get a call from, from Bapinder or Nathan, and they were like, Hey, meeting today, six o'clock. Can you make it? And I'm like, Yeah, sure. And I remember just like ditching class as soon as it ended, um, and went there straight to West Second, got to the meeting, and I was in my suit. And I remember Nathan asking me, He's like, Are you shooting BCT magazine. And uh, I'm not even sure if I was or wasn't, but I just told him, yeah, I was. And uh, and then, yeah, we got to the meeting and then Randiv goes, comes in and he takes a shot at me. He's like, who the hell is this guy? And you're thinking, why is this guy wearing a suit? And everybody else is, you know, meanwhile, decked out in just regular clothes. So I was, uh, I was a little bit out of my element. But you know what's funny about that, actually? I, I walked in, obviously, day one. I remember the first person other than Nathan I met was Amrit speaking to her for a little bit before everybody else comes in. Mantad also comes in (laughs) and Mantad, he's in year one as well. I had no idea. I thought he had been on the show for like five years. So I'm talking to him. Like he was, uh, some, I had no idea. Um, but him and I are the same year, same
0: draft class. He was the first rounder. I was the uh, seventh rounder reverting back to, uh, you just mentioned how Pubinder hired you saying, uh, Call me. puts the number in the email. Funny thing is, that's exactly the way you hired me. So, legacy kind of walked forward, you know, in a way, and that that's just so cool to see. Wanted to talk a bit about your time at BCIT. So, what inspired you to make up your mind that you wanted to pursue broadcasting?
2: You know, I knew that I was going to go into journalism, uh, probably in elementary school um I, hockey was my first love my passion um and at that time all i wanted to do was play in the national hockey league the only hockey problem hockey or was, wrestling hockey or wrestling come on <laughs> hockey, <laughs> hockey, both both um but uh, you know what both were my passions you're right heart but you know what I, I knew i wanted to play in the nhl and there was only one problem with that i never actually played hockey so i never skated and i was never obviously put into the game uh, so you know the whole my whole life growing up i was thinking okay well how do i actually you know be in and around the game And so this just seemed like the best way to do it. Um, You know, I was always passionate about the game, but I was always uh, passionate about news and storytelling and writing. You know, I grew up in elementary and in high school, um, all the way up until DCIT and up until really hockey night, always writing. So I would always write about hockey, write about wrestling. And yeah, it was kind of, for me, I always knew that I wanted to uh, go into broadcast journalism. For
1: 90%, sorry, for 90% of up Apone born here, that is a story. I wanted to play in the NHL, but <laughs> I no ni maria. I daddy ne hockey paya ni. I didn't to play. <laughs> <laughs> I soccer
2: But ball hockey. Dekho in the Punjabi community, like that's <laughs> why. Yeah, we didn't have that when I was in a kid, but I guess it's a
1: great alternative to soccer too, or or <laughs> ice hockey.
2: And it was right because we couldn't play ice hockey, so what was the next best thing? Well, either learn how to skate or get into ball hockey.
0: That's uh that's exactly I kind of relate to you in that sort of way, Kyonge. I was about five or six years old when I first uh started watching hockey. I fell in love with the sport, but I was doing swimming then, I was doing soccer then. The one thing I never did was skating. So I wasn't able to I wasn't able to, you know, go and pursue the career that I potentially wanted to have in the National Hockey League if there ever was one for me. But just watching hockey over the years, you know, uh covering hockey than other sports, obviously, I made up my mind to pursue broadcast and journalism any favorite memories you have from bcit oh man there's a lot of memories like if I, if one had to stick
2: out it was probably being in my in my second year of bcit being able to uh interview siddha musaywala and dj intense and um a lot of the, the heavy hitters in the Punjabi music industry when we were recording our uh, documentary uh we made a documentary myself and ryan lehal who now works for uh, global news um and a couple of other guys uh we made a documentary on just the evolution of punjabi music um and we were lucky enough to get an interview with Sidhu um and 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 intense and just Speed Gunacharya and guys that are just re- very well versed in the punjabi music game so um uh, we were able to tell that story and uh we ended up winning the uh the award that BCIT gives out for or that class gives out for uh for the the documentary um forgot what it was even called um something Del mara but the documentary was called the documentary we called it dildani mara you're right yeah uh i forgot what the award was called but dildani mara the evolution of punjabi music it's on youtube now if you guys want to check it out
1: if you don't know the words name just call it dildani mara <laughs> exactly. that's the words name anyways great segue into sidhu musela right roger like you and i know we're pake fans from the get go we're not the bandwagon kind that jumped all in after you know after he passes and whatever whatnot. So take me to how you meet him and you know what kind of guy was
2: he? Man, like incredibly humble, um, so so nice. Like a just like any other desi person that you might meet you know like south asians punjabi people are so welcoming right we're such a warm community everybody whenever you see another punjabi maybe not in Surrey because there's so many of us but let's say you go somewhere else where there isn't as many punjabis you know you see that punjabi person and you into you right away have a connection with them and with Sidhu, it was the same thing i remember um going to his music video shoots when we were doing this documentary and he was like just standing there and talking to us like he's one of his own. He wasn't speaking to us like he was this mega superstar. And at that time he was right. Everybody uh, was listening to Sidhu Musawala and you know, his, his clubs, his songs were bumping in clubs in Mexico, right. And that's a quote that he gave us in, in his, in that documentary. And um, it was a funny story though. When we, when we started to speak with Sidhu Musawala, I spoke with his manager first to, to try and actually get, you know, to talk to Sidhu and, um, we are, again, we're at BCIT sitting there editing the, the the documentary or just coming up with the documentary. And we're, you know, we have asks out to a lot of different singers. And Siddam those guys get back to us and they're just like, hey, let's meet right now. We're at Kingsway across Metrotown. It's not too far from BCIT. Come down here. He gives us the address. We go, we pop up, put it into Google Maps or whatever. And it's like this alley right across Metro, Town. And, and I'm like, this kind of looks a little sketchy, right? Like it's an alley and I don't even know what it was, but turned out to be a tattoo parlor and we're sitting in the car. It's dark, it's rainy. And he hops out of the tattoo parlor, goes into the, into the uh, backseat of the car and it's him and like his posse, a couple of other guys. And it's like, to me, hop in. So me and Ryan, we hop into the back seat of the car. It's me, Ryan, Sidhu, a couple of other guys in the front seat, and then he's like, "All right, bolo," and he we have to start then. A, a, you know immediately pitching our documentary to him so we can interview him and we're just like hey like this is we're this is what we're looking to do these are the people that we've already spoken to this is who we're going to speak to we would love to tell your story i understand obviously that there's a little bit of you know hostility currently in the climate with Punjabi music and you know that was a time when people were talking about how you know this kind of music can can influence kids to go into gangs so that was kind of the the angle that we took but you know, we obviously got clips and, and interviews from people that were really in the industry and told their story. And, and I thought it turned out pretty well. And uh, speaking to Sidhu after never really got a whole lot of, never got a chance to actually speak to him and get his opinion, but um, you know, they used it after in, in their um, promotional kind of bits and stuff like that. So uh, I'm glad uh, that we were able to do that. And it was kind of a funny story meeting behind Metro town, um, you know, and, and being able to sort of interview him in that car I never thought that's how I would meet the Musiwala.
1: Well, do you remember the the video that were they were shooting? Was it Isajat? a
2: jet? No, no, it wasn't a It was after that. It was um it was Dark, Dark love. love. Dark Love. Yeah. Dark okay. Love. Yeah. And it was it was snowing outside. So, yeah, in one of the scenes in the music video, he's there's like a guy on on his knees and Musiwala just shoots him and like I remember like I probably have a video of that on my phone as well. And so it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, just and actually, it's in the documentary as well, so um, it's pretty crazy like to, to see how the music video is shot behind the scenes to what it ends up being the final product. And the video itself is great, the song itself is also amazing. What How's was up? that
1: 2017 the end or 2018?
2: It must have been 2018, I think. Okay, near, near the end of 2017, I don't know if the calendar had flipped yet, but yeah, December, January ish 2017,
1: 2018. Okay, that, that makes sense because. It's 17th, right? Yeah, yeah. G-Wagon comes out. G-Wagon had uh, come out. August of, August 2017. I still remember whose reception it was around. And then he's
2: already like, he's already yeah. blown up by. F- so High had, you know, September. come out not too long before. So he was on his way to stardom at that point. And he was not the peak because obviously he went on to do greater things. But um, at that point, he wasn't missing on any songs that he was creating.
1: He's definitely, you know. A, a legend like Chamkeela, like Tupac, is just like, you know, that name is going to, it's going to bang forever. I have no doubt.
0: You're listening to every podcast, every day of the
1: raja you you also uh, did work with sportsnet 650 you were producing there and you were also hosting a, a show you know filling in and uh,
2: doing updates and all that stuff uh take me to that experience yeah it was great um you know bcit again that they're gonna come up a lot right in my uh, sort of career so far in media but um I remember uh, being an intern at uh, 650. It was probably about seven, eight months after they launched. I think they had launched in September, 2017. And in April or May of 2018, I was, I was an intern. And um, I remember my first official shift was on the day of BCIT graduation. So I walked the stage, right, got my diploma and then got into my car and went straight to the studio. still in my suit and everything. Um, And then, yeah, and that was my first official shift. I had been there, obviously, for a couple of weeks prior to that doing interning. But um, yeah, my time at 650 was great. I loved it. Um, getting an opportunity to speak with players and, and you know, executives and media members that you never thought you would ever be able to speak with. or are people that you think that people that you look up to, people that you still see on TV, um, you know, make a lot of call, made a lot of uh, met a lot of people that I can now call friends, obviously, in that industry. Um, and so I'm very, you know, I was very happy about my time there. Um, started off as really just a, a board operator. Um, and no, as... he
1: started off with a Chadu, the Chadu the crew. <laughs> te no board? Paala. Paala cleaning nahi <laughs> exactly. I paala know
2: a lot of interns I know have to go on to coffee duty. I was lucky at 650, I wasn't one of them, although I did have to do that some of the other places I interned at, but at 650, um, you know, it really helped me actually being at Hockey Night Punjabi. I was at Hockey Night Punjabi prior to going to 650 and I kind of had um, not earned a reputation of, of being somebody that I can trust, but like they had know that if I'm working with Hockey Night, if I'm working already within the industry um, and for a national hockey league broadcast, then um, opinions, for example, that I was giving um actually had a little bit of weight to them they weren't i wasn't just a random guy um you know trying to tell people what to do which i was which i never would do but i was there to obviously just soak into the moment and uh just learn from all these guys and so it was fun you know the first few months again being a board operator and then transitioning to doing um sports casts on news Eleven Thirty, um then on 650 and then eventually hosting my own show
1: so what, when was that moment for you
2: was it when when you're at the
1: reception party and your cousin goes Cousin's buddy goes, hey yo yo, hey come over, here. check this out, check this out. You know who this is Raja <laughs> man, hockey night Punjabi.
2: <laughs> the funny thing is, I am sure Jagraj can even like probably uh, like probably still gets that. Like year one, as soon as people realize that you are on the show, you kind of get that moment. It re- re- doesn't matter whether you are on air or not, right? Like year one, people are like, hey, this guy works for those hockey night Punjabi guys, and so the name, the show of the uh, show carries a lot of weight. Um, and, you know, I'm proud of obviously to work on it. And uh, everyone who's on the show has past and, and present to do such a great job of really representing our community, but also putting on a quality hockey broadcast. Everyone on the show deeply cares about um, presenting the show in a strong light and also, um, you know, showcasing to the hockey world that we're not just Punjabi people um, that happen to be hockey fans. We're experts in the hockey industry that are just happen to speak Punjabi. Well put, well put, Raja.
0: So, Raja, obviously, while you were at broadcasting school the first few years, you obviously had the the mindset that, okay, I wanted to do sports, but you did end up working with City News. So did you also have that moment of realization that, okay, news isn't so bad, like this is something that I could have fun doing as well? Uh, I always liked
2: news, you know, growing up, uh, obviously, I, I watched a lot of news, Omni News Punjabi that I'm currently working for now as an associate producer. Um, I uh, I always watched that growing up, you know, Dilbert Gang was on my TV every day and now his seat is the one that's across from mine. So, um, yeah, I, I was always into the news and, and even when I was at BCIT, I made sure to intern in, in news rooms as well. I interned at Global Uh, And they gave me an opportunity because they knew I was a sports guy. And because I'm also like working with Hockey Night, like they told me, hey, go and work with our sports guys. Um, But I was also able to really learn from the experienced journalists that uh, were in the newsroom at Global really of how to tell a story. So, uh, yeah, sports and hockey was my passion. And that's where I wanted to go into when I went to BCIT. But I was never opposed to going into news. Uh, I was always willing to pay my dues and, you know, do whatever it took to get to. know the top of media so to speak but um you know when it when it came to city news it was just kind of more about timing um you know about my where i was in my career at that time it never really crossed over too much with 650 because as soon as i got hired at city um I, i the door was still open at 650 and i was i had done picked up a couple of shifts at 650 for hosting and for you know, working Vancouver Giants games and stuff like that, but um, you know, when you're full time in the news grind, um, it kind of becomes tough, right? So, um, once I did come over to City News, uh, then that kind of was the end of my time at uh, Sportsnet, uh, and I started to focus completely on news. Um, and then, uh, you know, being in West Second, the building that we operate out of right now, um, uh, on a full time basis, um, I was also kind of able to pick up different. Uh, different things that um or, or like realize find out about different opportunities i should say uh about what
0: else was available within the industry and uh that's kind of how i landed at to where i am right now you started with balls position as the assistant producer and you ultimately made your way to being the producer of hockey night punjabi you've told us this story before of how that came to be but what was it like for you personally just getting to be the producer of the show that perhaps you grew up watching
2: yeah I mean being the producer of, of Hawk and Ep is obviously you know a tremendous honor. I don't take it lightly. It's you know, something that I uh, obviously am very proud of, something that I hold very dear to my heart. but um none of that would be possible without Nathan. Uh, you know, the previous producer of the show who really put the stamp on on what this show is, put the stamp on quality not only at Hawk and Epidubi, but also within the entire building at West Second, like Nathan, uh, was the heartbeat of that building he knew everything uh, in and out of side of that building how everything operates and he really went out of his way to teach me how to um be a producer not only editorially not only how to run a rundown but how these feeds and all the technical part, parts of it how they actually work and how you can use them to your benefit and how you can actually um you know reuse certain things and use certain tools to get a better broadcast or, you know, think about things in a way that I might've not thought about before. And so um, if it wasn't for Nathan giving me the opportunity back in 2017, him and Bapinder back in 2017 uh, to get on the show, but then, um, you know, obviously helped me thrive uh, in being, you know, a top producer and really learn the, all the ropes of the industry. um, I wouldn't be here where I am. So, uh, yeah, Nathan, and and you know I'm not the only person who says that, right? You can ask anybody, uh, within that uh, within that building, um, whether they work on Hockey Night or not, whether they work in news or whether they work at City News, wherever it might be. Um, Nathan's footprints are all over that. Uh, sorry, his fingerprints, I should say, are all over all are all over that building, and uh, what he was able to build. Um, within that newsroom,
0: uh, speaks volumes, and you know I wouldn't be here without him. You were at the Heritage Classic last week, obviously with takdir one of the analysts on our show. You've had many opportunities throughout so far, just in the short time that you've been producer, like the five six years that you've been with Hockey Night Punjabi. To experience many different things. Last year during the trade deadline. Uh, you did such a great job with the providing coverage for us from Rogers Arena. What's been your favorite memory just working in the sports industry?
2: Oh, there's a lot. I Yeah, the Heritage Classic was great. Uh favorite I would probably say the draft, right? Covering the draft in Vancouver was awesome. Uh, being in the arena with the guys uh, all the all the rookies and, you know, interviewing them as soon as they got picked. Um, being on the production side of things. Um, I was at, I was at Rogers Arena for both days but I was also working at the station as well at the same time. So really just getting an understanding of how all of that works. Um, But then the whole time around the draft, you're also um, hanging out with your colleagues, right? You're, you're with um, the, all the sports, the entire hockey world, it comes to one spot during the draft right everybody's in one building everybody's going out to the same spots to have a drink or whatever else after and so um, being there was was incredible right getting a chance to conversate with some people and really get different perspectives on how people think about the industry how people think about the sport what people think about the, the draft itself and uh, I remember there was a lot of people at that draft that was their first draft you know covering it and we were I was lucky enough to be on the floor on the draft floor and you know just walking around and interviewing Dale Talon and Steve Eiserman and all these legends in the hockey game that again it's you know they just seem larger larger than life when they're in front of you right there but again you're you're kind of have that opportunity to speak with them and that was the draft that connects with the JT Miller trade so um it was very uh it was pretty you know a lot of people were excited about that in that building and just uh, hearing about it and seeing it happen in person was was incredible. I
1: remember where I was during that trade. Sorry. sorry.
2: I, I was sitting right beside uh, the province uh,
1: senior writer Ben Kuzba. And uh I don't have this problem, like not, not so much anymore shaking my leg, but I was shaking my leg and he kept saying, Can you stop shaking your leg? You guys trying to, you know, do his work and here this DSC kid is like just shaking his leg. And then when the trade was announced and uh, shaking it you know, even more. Yeah, yeah. When the trade was announced, he was like that's a great trade. I, I remember it right away. Like most people, you know, uh, social media messaging amongst colleagues and peers, they're like, "Oh, they gave away too much. They gave away too much. Oh, that's too much." But Kuzma at that time, at that very minute, was sold that it was a great trade.
2: And five Shout seasons later, Kuzma. J.T. Miller is still, you know, one of the top
1: Canucks on this team. Yeah, and as we're recording here on a, a Thursday night, your your favorite team when you grew up, Raja, because now you're an ob- objectionable uh, media member is, is up 5 nothing against the Sharks. And it's kind of sad to see that uh, the half the seats are empty. So, Jagraj mentioned the um, the Heritage Classic game. So, I'm, I'm assuming that's your first or second outdoor game, unless you went to the BC Place. What did you like about it? What would you change about it?
2: Uh, yeah, so definitely my first game. and did not go to the BC Place one uh, here in Vancouver, the indoor-outdoor game. But... um. It was fun, honestly. Like I think the NHL, and, and speaking uh, about this from the draft as well, like the NHL does such a great job of hosting these events. You know, as a member of the media, being within, um, being a media member and accredited reporter at these events, they do such a great job of taking care of us. Um, there's all these other events after. There's all the events prior. Um, for the fans, for everybody to just kind of get together. So, from an events perspective, the National Hockey League does a great job of, of putting on these um, outings for uh, the fans and, and also for us as, as members of the media. But um, the game itself, I enjoyed it. Like I, it was cold. It was probably about two degrees. Um, it was cold. I felt like it got colder as the game went on. But um, one thing that is a little bit tough when you're at those games is probably the view uh, you're better off sitting higher up uh, because if you're sitting a little bit lower, uh, because of how far you are, the boards, the bottom part of the boards kind of obstruct your view, especially if the puck goes into the corner. You may not necessarily be able to see who's digging for it or whatever. And, you know, being at a hockey game, you're just not used to being that far away, right? When you're at when you're at a, a football game that's in that stadium that's meant to be played in that stadium, the players take up the entire stadium for the most part, right? The field is meant to be on that size. The rink is not meant to be. And so you're a little bit further away. But, uh, you know, all in all, everything is still good. Um, you're still able to once you kind of get adjusted and once you kind of get used to it, um, you're still able to see. But uh, that was the one takeaway that I thought I was like, okay, some people might have a hard time seeing here. But uh, other than that, the experience and the grand of being in the actual game was was great.
1: So Raja has also done uh, uh some color color commentating, uh with the Abbotsford Canucks. We did that a few seasons ago. So Raja, I I just I just want to ask you this: Do you know that Jagraj calls like?
0: 30 games in a weekend? How many games I... are you
1: doing? your guys like you just tell me the number again. Like I'm just, I, I can't all... comprehend how much you're doing.
0: But yeah, I started off in a league called the Junior Prospects Hockey League. Last year, it's a Junior B League, and they do things in a showcase format. So game, and I'm not calling like a single team, you know, I'm calling like the whole league. So Genova, and delta. And like, I can tell you, there was this one weekend last weekend, Friday to Monday, I called four games each day, 16 games in a total of four days. This upcoming January, I'm calling 20 games in four days. Wow. That's All by yourself. It. All by myself, no color commentary. Wow.
2: Yeah, it's a tough gig, man. You know, especially when you're, you got to get that jaw. You got to get like some jaw and some like lemon water or something like that to keep your throat hydrated. I remember doing that same thing. Like not as many, definitely not that many games, but those rinks sometimes like being in Port Moody or North Van. I remember being in a North Van rink. I forgot what the name was. Um, and you're doing play by play there and you're freezing and everybody, all the parents are also cold. They're right next to you and uh, it would be $2 for the heater. And so all the parents one by one would go up and put a tuning the heater every half an hour. And, um, by the time, uh, you know, at one point it was my turn, I guess. And they looked at me and I was on the air and I was like, I'm not doing it. And then the other mom goes and puts another tuning in and we were freezing our ass off. It was so cold in there. Um, but that's how a lot of those junior rings are. People don't really necessarily realize the, uh, you know, the, the grind of, of making your way up and paying your dues in this industry. So good for you to
1: I think besides just, uh, you know, the throat and whatever, it's, it's gotta be tough to sustain energy for that long, but all all that all being said, it's, it's gotta be a heck of an experience, right? Like if, if you can do that, you know, one game or. Or if you get to Hockey Night and, kind of and you're doing two games, it's going to be a breeze.
0: I know. um, I know. I was actually listening to you guys this episode with Manthad a couple of years back. And he was telling me that you guys, or he did one game that went six over or it had six periods. So it was like at the third overtime and he was like completely dead by that point. And I was kind of the similar, I have a story back, back um, a couple of years back or a couple of weeks back. Sorry, should I say I was calling a game and, it was like my fourth game of the day. So I was like pretty died out. I was calling this game in Langley and this game was in overtime. And when had told me the same thing, he said, <laughs> you get that burst of adrenaline, that burst of energy and you begin like screaming your lungs out, for example. So, it is it does get tough, but you know, koi moment or like some play it happens like that ek you get the energy to, you know, have a good call to end the game.
2: And I, Harp, I remember that episode with one thought. I, I remember playing it live for him. His call remember, you remember that? Remember, Buckley? His- we yeah playing for him live and I'll never forget the guy's name. To it.
1: I'll never forget the guy's name.
2: It was a great call, but uh, you know, coming like seeing how far Matha has come is also amazing. He's done such a great job, but that was funny. He went wild for that call, and you know, one of the all-time probably greatest calls in, in BCHL, man. I must. <laughs> I'm putting it out there.
1: So this weekend, uh, we we got plans to go to uh A BCHL game, which is with the Surrey Eagles, and I hear they're twelve and zero, and they got Jenny Nata, Indirpal Mogat dropping the puck, Satkar yog Brenda Lock. <laughs> they have lawyer turned realtor in Steve Cooner, and there's one more other. Uh, there's another gal in there. She's on the poster, and we'll be there too. But we're we're not the big celebs. We to never read the poster. poster. We didn't make the poster, but we'll be out there supporting. And the cool part about this game is, you know, uh, the Broad family's done a great job in in engaging with the community, getting everybody out and, uh, you know, putting this Eagles on the map. And, uh, you know, those kids, they show up to events and stuff. And so they're they're involved in the community, which is great. And they have five and kids in that lineup. Which is great.
2: Yeah, I've got an opportunity to, um, you know, talk to Ron Brar, the owner of the Surrey Eagles, a few times and, you know, even interview him. And, you know, he he deeply cares about, you know, really um, making sure that that Surrey Eagles team does well within the community. You know, the Surrey Eagles have been in Surrey for a long time, but I feel like people that live here in Surrey, especially people that are Punjabi, um, that love hockey, haven't really associated themselves with the Eagles. And now that we have Punjabi ownership, now that they're bringing people like Janni and Inderpal and, you know, people that uh, the the people that are from Surrey, the youth listen to and, you know, uh, watch on a daily basis. um, You know, if they're coming to these events, then, uh, you know, I think the people within the community will also uh, start coming in and really perhaps show a little bit more of an interest with the Surrey Eagles because, uh, you know, having five Punjabi hockey players on one team and being a, a team that is
0: owned by Punjabis uh is not a small feat. It's a it's a big deal. Obviously, with uh let's transition sports now. Let's head over to your other passion of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our original producer of hockey night, Nathan, was a big wrestler is a big wrestling fan still to this day. And you, myself, and our assistant producer Paul Garcha, are all big wrestling fans as well. We talked about it a bit throughout my first few weeks at Hockey Night as well. Just uh, tell me where your love of wrestling began.
2: Yeah, same same thing, right? Watching as a kid, you know, my brother would always have it on, and then I started to watch it after that, and it, yeah, just always always kept watching wrestling. I uh, was always interested in the storytelling aspect of it. The you know the, the basically the Stories is what really I I kept watching for, and then uh, the wrestling I feel over the years has gotten better and better. Um, but um, yeah, a lot of people kind of started stop watching it. But for me, it's just kind of been something that I've always uh, I've always enjoyed, and uh, it started off when we were younger and watching guys like The Rock and John Cena. And you know, I grew up in a little bit of a different era than than Harp did. But uh, everybody on our show is as a wrestling fan or was a wrestling fan fan at some point in their life. So uh, it's pretty interesting how how much our show really uh, is involved with wrestling. But I think that also speaks for the Jumbies and South Asian people in general. Um, a lot of people grew up and and became wrestling fans because you know their dad or their brother or their uncle or somebody else would watch it. And um, in that era, when when Harp Harp would watch or when I was a kid, uh, it was it was very. The product was very
0: strong. fifth January, Friday night SmackDown is coming to Rogers Arena here in Vancouver. I think uh, we might have to take a little bit of a field trip. You know, our whole crew, our whole crew uh, heads up to catch some wrestling.
1: But before yeah. that, I have to give a quick announcement. November 11th, 7:00 p.m. Vancouver Maritime Labour Centre, All Star Wrestling Body Slam for Toys jete ke rna bollywood boys unara mukabla hovega grilla suuj ate coco flash 69 nr nar de naal falen kickio wrestler denny reeds versus battle was 2002 baki mady lokomom sab wolf pro drop kick murphy tour quality tony barny 13 eh hey, sare twitter ne azim tt uh, mannya par mannya azim te nar de naal saada bhra saada punjabi gabru sher jalandhar the thunder
0: from jalandhar
1: so yeah we what well, we can check it out after a broadcast but uh, shout out <laughs> to thunder
2: i i tell uh, thunder i tell him often ke he always says come come support and i have i have been to a, Tons, dozens of all-star wrestling shows and ECCW and all those. Um, but all star wrestling walk show Saturday Hunday, yeah. Don't do Saturdays, do Fridays. I know Saturday, Sunday, team But uh, yes, Saturday, but you know what? They're fun. They're fun to go to. I enjoy I enjoy doing it. And Harp, you and I also on this very show, the HARP Podcast, uh interviewed Thunder from Jolander and his story is amazing, and and what he does, uh, for uh, wrestling in Surrey, uh, is is also great. Not Surrey, just not only Surrey, I should say, but you know all of uh, the Lower Mainland and British Columbia. Um, he's now the owner, uh, or one of the owners of, of uh, All Star Wrestling. So good for him.
1: Yeah, we got some stuff in the works, and hopefully, it, it
2: pans out this summer. Uh, yeah. or it's got to be during the
1: NHL off season. So yeah, no, that that's awesome. He's a great that's- guy, and it was awesome to see him on the weekend too.
0: We had the Drop that jersey for you guys. Speaking of uh, uh, the Bollywood boys, just uh, want to send a congratulations to Gerv, whose wife recently gave birth to their second child. So big congratulations to them. They're also big Canucks fans. And speaking of the Canucks, our whole crew or most of our crew will be at the November 15th Diwali night, uh, where the Canucks are going to be taking on Bo Horvat and the New York Islanders, you know what a welcome that should be, but we just gotta, you know, compliment that jersey that just came out today. What a beautiful design. Yeah,
2: I, you know what, the, the Punjabi, the Wally Night jerseys always, every single year are uh, such a great design. Um, and, uh, this year, even though there is not, um, going to be, th- these aren't going to be worn on the ice for warm up. Uh, it still does a you know just if you look at the jersey, such an amazing job. Uh, that they have done at those jerseys, and so uh, oh, it's good to see. It's good to see the NHL, or it's good to see the Canucks at least still come out with these jerseys, even though the players won't be wearing them. But um, you know they're they're absolutely beautiful. I agree. I agree. It's 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 a very nice one. So,
1: you know, uh, Jesse uh did a great job, and uh, we're actually gonna try to get him for the future, uh, podcast episode. But I am curious. Just to see how that logo would have looked with black. Just curious. But it does look good in blue too.
0: I I also do have a question for you, Raja. This is more so for the hockey night Punjabi side of things. Like with you um with you heading into I believe this is your second season as the producer of the show, what are three goals that you have for Hockey Night Punjabi as producer? Um well, yeah, coming up with you know
2: the the goals I guess for the show are um, Randeep and I and, and me personally, like we speak about these on a daily basis, right? And number one, uh, it's probably for us to really continue showcasing um, our brand, what we are, the, the Punjabi culture, showcasing that and advancing that further because, yeah, as as much as we've been on the show for, sorry, on the air for about, you know, I think we're in year 16 now, um, there's a lot of people that still don't necessarily know Right. And so to really get word out there of who we are, what we do uh, and what we're all about, not only us on the show as as people that are hockey fans, but also showcasing the Punjabi community more. Um, and, and on top of that, for me as producer, really just to showcase a little bit of a, a different product. You know, we're not, we are Sportsnet. We're, you know, connected to Sportsnet and we're connected to Hockenite in Canada, the English side as well. And we're extremely proud of the partnership that we have with Rogers and with Sportsnet on, 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 and working together with them. But being South Asian and being Punjabi, our culture is is different. Our culture is vibrant. Our culture is colorful and flamboyant and loud and artistic. And we want to uh, obviously demonstrate that to everybody else. So whenever, you know, we have an opportunity to do those kinds of things, uh, I like to do it. And for me, in terms of a goal, it's really just to, you know, showcase that showcase that more to people, whether it's on the actual broadcast side of things on, on television, but also on, um, on the, the editorial, sorry, on the digital and the web side of things. And, and that's really it really, is to make sure that we get all of our um, content out there in terms of showcasing uh, the people that are on our show, but also the community as well. What are five
1: words in Punjabi that you use on a regular basis that you wouldn't be able to use on the air? <laughs> I'm joking. That's a, that's
2: a trick question. <laughs> but listen, if there was ever, if there was ever a uh, uncensored Punjabi hockey show, I think that would do numbers.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well up, like we we already reach uh, Punjab as is, but our reach in Punjab would be crazy if we were uncensored.
1: Yeah, I I, I get that sometimes. Like, how do you not like you know? Drop the I'm just like, how do you do that? Like, it, you, you, it's like this. When you're, when you're, when you're with, here. when you're with your buddies and stuff, you know, you can, you can drop the, the, the um, you know, the odd. What am I trying to say? Swear word, God, f word, whatever. I, I try not to at all, though, right? But think... when you're with your seniors, when you're with your parents, do you, do you swear? No. So no. Are, are, you gonna,
2: are you gonna yeah, accidentally do thing... it on
1: TV? It doesn't happen accidentally.
2: It doesn't happen. the The only reason why I think we even perhaps sometimes think about that is because of the culture that we have created with ourselves in that in that studio everybody whenever in that in that studio acts like or is you know family everybody's really close with one another everyone's really tight and um you know when you're with your friends and when you're with your family um and with your with people you're close to you you tend to you know just be relaxed and when you're relaxed then sometimes um you know words come out that shouldn't perhaps right so um that's why that's the only thing i can think of as to why we we think about that those things sometimes but uh no we have a very professional show
0: i think raja especially like putting even like the seriousness of our show aside just the fact that we're able to come in every weekend covering the sport that we love being around people that you know we can have that sort of co- um, comfortability with it just speaks to like how much Punjabi is really growing you know like not only are we able to cover the sport in the language and represent ourselves but we're able to have fun at the studio as well that just sort of speaks to the vibe of our vibe of our studio as well
2: yeah and you know it's been like that ever since I walked into this in, in, into this show right when I walked in uh with uh on seven years ago um that starts from Bupinder and, and Nathan the culture that they set the culture that you know Randeep has, has has helped carry forward and um Harp and Manthad being the two voices of the show that you hear most often on our broadcasts like everybody um is is tight knit with one another but everybody is also um very passionate about the show and you know sometimes we don't always agree because when you're passionate about things um you might have different ways to go about it but everyone um respects each other's opinion and everybody at the end of the day has the same goal of um you know progressing and and moving the show forward, and um, that's what I think gives us such a great vibe is everybody um, cares about each other deeply, but they also care about the the well being of the show.
0: I wanted to give a quick uh, breaking news here: the Canucks have made it eight to nothing.
1: I was going to give that update too. When it was seven <laughs> wow. nothing, I was I wasn't going to say touchdown. I was going to say converted. They're up by a converted touchdown, and now they're up by a two point converted. converted touchdown.
0: Wow! Plan the so- parade. Eh? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and uh Monday night football, Pittsburgh Steelers, home, the Tennessee Titans. I think we're getting a little carried away here. Roger, so Roger, like, you probably got to kick it here soon, eh?
2: <laughs> you know what? My battery is about to die. Okay. You know what we're going to do?
1: We're going to have you on again. We're going to have you co host every once in a while podcast. That you're still on the board of directors, you know, <laughs> तेरा तेरा you know, ownership <laughs> <laughs> documents, it's yours, it's <laughs> yours, stock whenever you...
2: is going up, brother, stock is going up on this show.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Thursday night. Thanks for uh thanks for being with us. Anything you want to say before we peace out?
2: Uh no, man, just thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate uh, what you guys are doing to, you know, help uh carry this show forward, but also the work that you know we all do together on Hakine Punjabi. Very talented producer, Jagraj, uh, and very talented host and broadcaster, podcaster, Harpreet Pandead. So thank you so much for having me, man. Appreciate it. It was very fun talking to you guys. Especially in a little bit of a different, like but doing it in, uh, in this way, a little bit different. So it was very fun.
1: Thanks, Raja.